Hi, I'm Ben, and this is my podcast where I share interviews, tips, and ideas to help you build a better marketing strategy. Now, this is the third of six episodes in which I'll be walking you through the foundation level of my marketing strategy. I'm going to give you ideas, advice, and guidelines in a simple step-by-step process that will work for any startup or business new to marketing. The episodes cover planning, stats and analytics, website development, that's this one, search engine optimization, social media, and business tasks. So that they give you everything you need to get your marketing strategy a great foundation. Now, if you want to jump ahead or go back to stuff you've missed, everything I'm talking about is available now on our website, ratherinventive.com slash marketing hyphen strategy. For now, here's part three, and it's all about web development. Enjoy. Okay, next on the list, the category is website. So this is just really make getting started on, um, I'm assuming you'll have some sort of website. If you don't, then you can just skip this section and come back to it. Um, if you do, fab, then you can just use this to get you started and we'll take you through some more advanced things um, with your website in the pro and expert levels. But for now, all we're going to do is for number 13 is just to see where you are, grade your performance performance and this could be a really useful tool just to do on a regular basis just to gauge whether you are improving or not as you, as you get more advanced with um, optimizing and improving your website there are better tools out there but this is just a good place to get you started so head over to website grader from hubspot um, hubspot is um, a tool which allows you to um, manage content and uh, a content a customer relationship manager and basically, it's a marketing tool that combines all of that together to, so you've got a nice marketing funnel process. Um, and so this is a free tool they provide as a way of sort of leading into, into their system. But, you know, you can use it on its own. You don't need an account. So you head over to the website grader and you enter in your, um, you enter in your website and your email address. It takes a few moments, then it's going to spit out something that looks like this. And it's going to give you a performance level. Oh, no, we need to do a little bit of work on our site. Um, now, if you scroll down, you may not understand everything that comes up, but there may be some little things that you can do. Or if not, you can just print this out to a PDF and send it to your web developer and say, hey, I noticed there's some things wrong here. Can you help me out? Are there an issue? It may be that they're, they're not an issue or it may be that there's some plugins on your site that just don't allow you to get a perfect score on here. Don't worry if you can't. But it's a good um, it's a good idea just to run this so you get an understanding of where you are. Um, if you do need help throughout all of this, I've also given links to our Inventive People website where you can buy time from someone like me or someone else to help with this sort of stuff. If you don't have that, if you don't have a web developer on hand, so that's the first thing to do: sort of understand where your website is right now. Before you make any changes to your website, take a backup. Now. There's different ways to do this depending on how your website is made. If you're on Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, Shopify, they all have limited ways of backing up the website um, because they host everything for you. They're assuming that they're um, that you will leave it to them to back up the website. However, what I mean by making a backup of your website is if you make a mistake, delete a page, change content, and you didn't mean to. Um, and you need to come back to um, to fix it later on. So sometimes they have a, an export option, which allows you to, to take some of the data off. 
um, in, a, in a text format or maybe an XML format. Um, if all else fails, you can just use in Chrome, you can print a PDF and just print off some of the key pages. So if you need to recreate the content, at least you've got it there to hand because when we build websites, I find the slowest element is thinking up of what to say. And if you've already done that, you can just copy and paste it into a website re quite quickly to rebuild it. Um, if you're hosting the website yourself, maybe you've got a self-hosted WordPress website, um, perhaps your hosting provider has a backup service uh, already in place. Uh, some hosts, including the one we use, have a snapshot feature, so you can go in and just take uh, uh, like an instant copy of the website and database as it stands, that if you make a, uh, a big mistake, you can roll back um, to the previous version. Um, and also, if you can, download a copy of it so you've got it on your computer should the worst happen. I'm not saying, well, mostly it doesn't, but you want to make sure you've got a backup. Um, I've got a link on here to um, some uh, a small guide on how to backup your WordPress website to protect it. Um, but you're going to, if you're using Wix or Squarespace or a site manager like that, you're going to need to find out how they do that. Um, now, this was partly um, shown on the website grader, but task number 15 is all about checking how fast your website loads. Now, this is really important for search optimization, which is the next section, um, because the faster your website loads, the um, more likely you are to, well, it's going to be a comparison between you and the other people coming up in search. So you want your website to load fast because that's going to save Google's time. And it's also going to save your visitors time when they're on your site. If it's nice and snappy and it loads fast, then you've got more chance they're going to stay on it without bouncing. So I try and aim with a website to be under two seconds. So you can see our performance grades come up at 1.6 seconds. That varies for us. Often we get it down to much less than a second, like 0.5 seconds. So maybe we're having a bad day at the time. Um, but maybe there's some things we could do. Maybe we put a plug in that's actually slowing the site down a little bit. So it just gives you an idea to investigate. But if you are, uh, if your website loads in under two seconds, don't worry about it for the moment. That's good, that's a good speed. If it's loading in more than two seconds, then there are some things you can do. So um, the key things to look at uh, and just broad advice are, make sure all your images are compressed. If you've got images that are too big, it will slow down the website because it has to load the full image before it shows. So you wanna make sure they're as big as they need to be and no bigger and then compress them. So um, use a tool like ImageOptim is a really good tool for the Mac. Um, if you're using WordPress site, make sure you remove any plugins because sometimes they can leave extra code in and that loads. Um, and if you're not needing that code, it's just going to slow it down. Um, and make sure you're using cache. Um, all that means is that once the website pages load, it stores a copy of those sort of finished loaded pages ready just to fling to the visitor much more quickly than having to load the files, load the database, compile everything together and then send it to the customer. So a cache caching will speed things up massively. Um, hopefully you've got a hosting provider who has caching. If not, there are plugins you can get for WordPress to do that. Next on the list is um, task number 16. So for this, you need to refer back to Google Search Console. Now we've got it set up we can actually go and make sure there are no errors on the website. Now, I've given an example here that's maybe got a, a lot of errors uh, just, to, just to show how that works. 
Um, but the errors are usually highlighted in Google Search Console. If you go into the coverage section, um, often it will highlight them out for you. And in fact, it may even send you an email with those errors as they come up. So it's worth investigating them. And the reason for the errors are maybe the um, Google crawler has uh, gone around your site and found pages that just don't work. Maybe they're coming up as a 404 or not found error. Maybe you're getting 500 errors, which means the server is having a problem and, and giving a server error, a 500 error. I don't know what they are. I mean, uh, Google will tell you uh, what the errors are. Uh, maybe you have enough technical nows to fix it, which is great. Um, and maybe you need to go to your host and ask them what's going on. Um, I've often found that some websites, if they're finding it difficult to contact the database server or there's too many sites on a shared hosting service, they come up with 500 errors. So maybe you need to move to a new service um, hosting provider or you want to speak to your web developer and say, look, can we can we get rid of some of these errors? Because they may impact you, uh, your search engine ranking position, because the more errors you've got, the sort of uh, Google may, might take a dim view on that. It also may be that those pages are key to being indexed. And if they're erroring and they're not coming up, uh, they're not working for Google, um, then they won't be working for visitors as well. So it's absolutely core that you go into Google Search Console, look at the coverage section and find the errors. There are other things in here. I'm not going to go to them, whether they're valid or excluded. It's just the errors we're focused on right now. Um, what else have we got here? I think the next section would be to check whether you're, um, you've got all of the relevant bits on your website to make sure you're legal. Um, now, I've got a great podcast um, here, so I'm not going to re reiterate it too much, but you can watch this podcast. It's not too long. And I talked to Sarah Dixon um, from the contract store where she goes through what you need to have on your website, whether it's just a regular website or an e-commerce one. But in brief, Every website, if they're a business, you need to publicly share your company name, where you're registered, um, your registered address, and some form of email contact. Um, you also need to say what you are, your charity, sole trader. Um, I've given some links to regulations that from, from the UK um, to, to basically give you a bit more detail on that, and a link through to the blog where we've got the whole entire video, although you can watch it here. And it's just a really good primer if you're not sure, because I found a lot of people just don't have some basic details on their website. And you've got to think it's good to have some core details on your website anyway, if people are looking to contact you, which is absolutely key. So do go through, and just make sure you've got the key things that you need on your website to make sure that you are legal. Um, related to that is to make sure you're compliant with GDPR. Now, this task is just to make sure you've got a cookie policy on your website. That is by far, um, that's not the main, that, that's not all you need to do, but that's all I want you to do right now is just make sure you have some kind of notice that comes up on your website telling people that you use cookies. Because if you're having Google Analytics on your site, then you will be. Um, perhaps you've got a Facebook pixel or other things on your site. Um, that need cookies as well. So you need to have a, um, a cookie policy come up on your website that links through to your privacy policy where you explain what you do with them. So I've given you a link to the ICO website, which explains about cookies. It's a bit detailed, but it's the technical sort of main canonical reference for cookies, really. Um, also, we've got a blog post on, the, on uh, called Boiling Down the Essentials in GDPR, which um, I believe Claire wrote, uh, my colleague, talking through 
um, the key things you need to look at in GDPR. If you found this podcast interesting, then you might like my marketing club. You can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every single month, along with all the previous webinars I've done. It's about two years worth now. There's even a podcast version that you can listen to while you walk the dog. You can find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club. Bye for now. Dick it, boom, 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 dick it, boom.